listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hi, everybody. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And buddy, I know we haven't met this guest yet in yes, person for sure. Correct. He's he's live online with us today. But my dear friend, Dan Bolton, who I mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. I was at Dan and Priscilla's wedding, you mm-hmm. know, and met him at Liberty when I was speaking at a big convo out there mm-hmm. and just fell in love with them. They hang out with our kids. Know, they're they're just amazing people. Mm-hmm. He sent me a request and that's our guest today, <laughs> oh, I right? Love it. I love and if it. he asked me to interview anyone, done. That's right. Dan, that's one right. and done. Dan's the man. <laughs> so today we have this amazing opportunity for all of us to lean in and learn from our guest who has a heart for literally going to the ends Mm. of the earth to spread the gospel Mm -hmm. in the most unique way Mm -hmm. that is so appealing. I just received his books in the mail the other day, so I haven't read them because I'm a very slow reader. Matter of fact, (laughs) I'm going to ask him to do the audio when I get a chance because you know I'm driving the 101 and I would rather hear it audio. But And he has a cool steady guide that's also going to be coming out that we're talking about. But these are stories, and you know how John Ortberg married Mm -hmm. us, you know, before my husband became a lawyer, those of you listening, you know, he was a youth pastor and going to Fuller Seminary and he worked for John Ortberg, Mm -hmm. who wrote a book called, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Got to Get Out of the Boat. Mm -hmm. Well, our guest today, John Andrews, Mm -hmm. same first name, Mm -hmm. wrote a book called Utterly Amazed, Mm -hmm. Stories from... Outside, outside the, the boat. boat. <laughs> I love anybody who wants to get out of the boat. I know, exactly. I, we all write about I that. Know. We all talk about it. So please welcome to the podcast, John, John Andrews. Andrews. Yay. Hey, John. hey, ladies. <laughs> How, How are you? We're good. We're good. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm calling you from the future. Uh, we're on <laughs> we'll the East Coast. It. We'll take it. And I've it. already lived three hours longer than you have. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we could have had lunch with you, right? <laughs> That's right. We're just finishing <laughs> breakfast over here now. <laughs> well, thank you so much mm. for joining us. And I wanted to ask you, by chance, this is just randomly popped uh-huh. in my head, were you at Dan and Priscilla's wedding? Yes. I was <gasps> there. Yes. Oh, yeah. how funny. He made the connection for us when we when uh, when I talked to him about releasing the book. And it's funny because you refer to him as Dan. Yes. Uh, I refer to him as something else because I've known him since he was in high school. <laughs> uh, but he swore me to secrecy okay, uh, not to say oh, what I know. Oh, <laughs> you were going to win a new car, John. Uh, well, uh, He's I, like, I'll well make, then. Uh, well then. No, just kidding. I'll make Mr. Dan buy me a new car. <laughs> yeah, he can do that. He's so successful. But let me tell you something. I am so excited about what you're going to share with our listeners just from reading a little bit in your book and also just um, getting some background on you. Because I think so often when we think about people wanting to share the gospel, Mm -hmm. we feel like we need to be these super Christians or these uh, super knowledgeable people or have gone through seminary, got got their master's, got their PhD, and now I can help you not go to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of the way you're living your life, sending me to hell. Okay, no. Right. Um, why don't you start there? But John, tell me how you got into running sports camps. And you got to understand, I got a Division One athlete daughter. My son played football and lacrosse also, but got concussions. And so, what a cool 
mm. ministry that you started with this, but I want you to share how you jumped out of the boat and you got into this to run sports organizations through countries that no one can get into, buddy. Right. Can't get into right. these countries. So That's please right. share how that launched. Well, uh, my wife and I were both college athletes. We both played uh, college basketball. Nice. Um, I was... Uh, at the end of my sophomore year, having to declare a major or to be eligible to play my <laughs> junior year. And right. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I went home that summer. I declared finance as a major because I thought, all right, well, I know I don't want to do math or science or English. Sounds like there's some money in finance. I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> having never had a finance course. And I went home Or at least summer. if I make money, John, I don't want someone stealing it. So I better know there finance. You there you go. <laughs> And, uh, and so I actually, I went home that summer. I, w- I was working at a summer camp and uh, just felt like God was calling me to, to uh, go into education, go, wow. to, go into the public schools. My dad was a pastor. And so I saw the good and the bad in the church mm-hmm. and uh, was not afraid of ministry, but just didn't want to do it traditionally. So that summer, God called me to teach and coach. So I changed my major, refocused ended up having to go to grad school and get a master's in order to be able to teach in time. And so I taught for eight years and coached uh, basketball, football, and even golf. Wow. And with golf, it was more, hey, this is what I do, so make sure you don't do that. <laughs> do something different than me, and you're probably going to be okay. Right. But during that time, and my wife was the same way. She was teaching and coaching. We were actually at rival high schools, so that always made certain <laughs> Friday nights uh, fun. Aww. But during that time, I had a guy come to our church, a missions conference. It was our very first one way back in well, 1990-something. And uh, <laughs> and so he was talking about sports missions. And I, I'd never even put that together. I mean, I, like I said, I was, a, I was a pastor's kid growing up. I knew ministry inside and out. I was, I was a college athlete. I was a coach. So my background in both sports and, and ministry was above average. But we ended up meeting him after that service. We literally got to service late because we were coming from practice. right? And so he, uh, somebody introduced us after service. We got to talking and asked a little bit about our background. And he said, hey, why don't you go to East Asia with us and play basketball and tell people about Jesus? And I just stood there dumbfounded. Wow. My background was what it was, but I, I finally mustered the words, you, you can do that. Uh, <laughs> I never really knew that was an option. Right. And so the next summer, my wife and I went with a group to East Asia to a, a restricted place where you can't openly share the gospel. Ironically, we actually went and played in a uh, in an international softball tournament. It ended up not being basketball, but <laughs> yeah, when you're an athlete, you're an athlete. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But we were sitting across the table from the team that we had actually played that afternoon at dinner, and one of our guys did what he was not supposed to do and just led with Jesus. You know, mm. we we had to be very careful in sharing in most of the places we go because it, it there is some sort of legal restriction. There is some sort of cultural restriction to openly sharing the gospel. But this guy looked over both shoulders, make sure nobody was listening. <laughs> and he looked across the table and he, he asked the guys, hey, can I tell you about Jesus? Mm. And the guy, there was one guy that was serving as translator for the rest of uh, the rest of the guys across the table. And he looked at each one of us in the eye and then looked back at the guy that asked the question. And he said, okay, well, which one of you guys are Jesus? Mm. And mm. just the thought that wow. he had, I, I could have been Jesus to him. Uh, he had no idea who Jesus was. And more so, because we all know people that have rejected the gospel, but he never even had that opportunity. Mm. And what's worse is that someone had decided for him that he was never going to have a chance to hear. Mm-hmm. And 
that wrecked us. It, it changed our perspective on everything. Now we came back and, and taught and coached for a couple more years and it became more intentional in our ministry, in the school, in our classrooms and on, on the court. But God just wrecked us and, and it, we, we couldn't leave it alone. And so a few years later, we end up going into sports ministry full time. Wow. Hmm. And when you say full time, you've been doing this this whole time. Married. Yeah. I mean, did you have any other outside job? When I hear that, I know because we have a charity called skipone.org and we mm-hmm. put in kitchens and wells in third world countries. And so flights and hotels and transportation, it's not, it's it's, it's very expensive yes. to get to those places. And so obviously we have day jobs so that we can go jump into that when we can. How, mm-hmm. how are you able to sustain this for so many years? Well, th- that's why the book is in t- part of the the story behind the book is the fact that we just had to come to the realization it's time it's time to jump. Yeah, we uh, we tried to do it part time in, in the summers, and uh, one of my mentors actually, um, I was frustrated. We were we were thinking that we were going to go overseas and live full time somewhere, right? And uh, and that was going. You know, we were going to be maybe maybe sports would would separate us from what you might call a traditional missionary but we right. were going to be in a country on the ground for the foreseeable future right mm. and we were we were trying to go that route and we just we just couldn't get there and uh, one of my mentors I was I was talking with one night and and I just kind of vented uh, to him and said I'm just frustrated because we're making no progress here and he said something that was incredibly profound he asked me this question he said listen I know that you guys are seeking God's will I mean, you're willing to go to the ends of the earth for him. I've known you guys for five years now. This is who we were doing the short-term projects with. He said, I know that you guys are seeking God's will, but I think we make that too hard sometimes. I think we we make God's will for our life, his specific will, this, this seemingly unattainable mystical thing that's out there. And if we don't get it exactly right, we don't step at mm. all. And so he said, tell, tell me this, if if I were God, and I said, you just tell me what you want to do with your life. I'll make it my will. Instead of you trying to conform your life to my will, let's just flip it. You tell me what you want to do with your life, and I'll make it my will. And I'd never heard that before. And I, I, I never even thought about the words that came out of my mouth next. Immediately, I said, that's easy. Never heard this question before. It was an easy question to answer. I said, there's three things. I want to go to other countries and cultures and share the gospel with people who've never had a chance to hear because someone else decided for them they weren't going to have that opportunity. Secondly, I want to take people with me and see God work and change their life just like he changed ours. And then thirdly, I want to do it more than just two weeks every summer. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, those that was the first time I'd ever spoken those words. And I realized what God meant when he told David in Psalm 37, 4, delight in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. What he means is not if you de- if you desire a new car, I'll give it to you. What he means is the more your heart becomes like mine, the more I'm going to give you what you want because that's what's best for you anyway. Right. And so I just I, I realized that this is this is where we're heading. And so the next the next summer we just decided, <laughs> and and my 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 wife is a little more tentative because if we were going with a traditional sending organization and we were going to be missionaries, we were going to be taken care of financially and insurance. We had had a daughter with some issues when she was born, health issues, and and that was going to require some extra attention. And so when I said, nope, I'm, I'm quitting and we're just going to raise all of our support and we're jumping out of the boat doing this thing. 
Right. And uh, it was a journey, still is a journey. Now yeah. it was almost 20 years ago, mm. but we, we were learning lessons daily. God was sharpening us, honing us, humbling us, just the ways that he showed up and provided. And I can't wait to hear some of the experiences. Yeah. I'd love to hear some of the stories. It's interesting to me. What were you doing when you were just going in the summers? What was your profession? I was a, I was a high school teacher and coach. Okay, so you're and yeah. and your wife so and you guys are having trip. kids. How many kids do you have? We have two. Okay, so you were having children. They yeah. were little then, twenty years ago. Yeah, they were little. When we when we were uh, so my daughter was born. Uh, she was actually born with cancer, and uh, oh that, born I, I with I cancer. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. Wow, <laughs> but, I want to have your daughter she, on. Mm. Yeah, she's incredible. She. Uh, but she just turned 21 um, wow. and is actually going to work for SCA um, here in a couple of months. So tell so us what that is. Uh, Fellowship Christian Athletes. Yes, I'm, 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 I was aware. I just wanted to it. Yeah, make sure everybody else yes. yeah, should have said that. But that was right in the middle of God calling us into mm. ministry. And so we had a two-year hiatus in the middle of that journey to yeah, take you care think? of her. Yeah. 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 But once once she was sort of in the clear, she was not quite two years old, we took her with us overseas to East Asia and God began to rekindle that flame. And then we found out my wife was pregnant again with our son. Wow. And he was in the in the time where we're wrestling with a, a full-time call to ministry and where do we go and what does that look like? He was going to be born within a couple of weeks of me having that conversation with my mentor about what is it really that God's placed on your heart? And I told God, I, I just made a deal. I said, God, if, if you can give us six months to make sure my son's okay, you know, because we had just had that experience sure. with our daughter. Sure. If you give us six months to make sure he's okay, I'm willing to take both of my little children, one who still requires some, some special attention medically, and we'll go wherever you send us. Mm. And that's when he opened the door for us to be uh, what has become uh, sort of an in-between um place where we are overseas pre-COVID. We were doing six or seven trips a year, but then obviously we've only been able to do one trip since COVID hit. We've canceled a bunch of others, but we've only done one, but we're working here and grabbing people and nudging them, pulling them, yanking them out of their own boats. Mm. <laughs> and so in the pro and just seeing God work in their lives, because we knew what he had done in ours and use that experience overseas to do it. God gave us a passion for seeing that in other people's lives. And so in the midst of the pandemic and the quarantine and the downtime, that's when God said, okay, it's time to put it all on paper. And so that's where we end up writing the book last year. Which is so neat that I feel like COVID afforded you that time to actually do that because you might not have had that margin doing six or seven events, you know, being overseas, you know. Definitely, definitely wow. not. Wow, wow. Have you seen the movie Free Burma Rangers? Yes. Okay. I know. It's, it's, it's like, it's unbelievable. You sound like the sports version. Yeah. That guy goes in, you know, I, I just, Francis and Lisa Chan are dear friends of ours. And so yes. um, they've met them. And mm -hmm. obviously they brought the movie to our home one day before it was out. And I, I was just on yeah. my face when it was over going, oh my yeah. gosh. And I feel like you're, you're. I mean, he'd go into yeah. war. I mean, <laughs> bombs are going off. The guy's running yeah. in. But through sports, you know, I think sometimes, especially in 2022, we hear the word missionary. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> 
it's like, okay, everybody, get your wallets out. We need to fund the missionaries that are going right. to leave our country and they're going to go over to another country and they're going to share the gospel. And you find out it's like ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month to send that family. Yeah. I'm like, were, were they making ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month living here? And did yeah. you share the gospel with your neighbor by any chance? I'm just wondering. <laughs> and they might. But my point is, is it's like I love how you took this traditional, you know, missionary, and we'd have one come to our little Baptist church when I was growing up as a girl, and mm-hmm. they'd go up front, and and you're using sports, this gift that God gives, he doesn't withhold it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when I we go to third world countries, we'll watch kids. Matter of fact, when, I, when we were in... Um, Remember when we just went to Rwanda, buddy, Rwanda. right before uh-huh. right before COVID? And so my daughter plays Division One lacrosse at Liberty, mm. and she she's a baller, right? And yeah. so they, they the boys <laughs> in Rwanda go grab this kid <laughs> that is like the fast kid. Now, mind you, he has, I think, a Nike swoosh on the bottom of his foot because <laughs> he had no shoes on at all. <laughs> and he stood on the line, and all the kids were adamant that Brooke needed to race him. And I said, honey, uh-huh. and my daughter's very fast. And I go, you're, you're about to get your butt kicked by a kid who's yeah. in a uniform and no shoes on. Right. I have a photo of it. it I, it's just embedded in my mind. But I mean, mm. all of a sudden, hundreds of children, mm-hmm. John, came out of the woodwork to watch this 30-second race. Right? Yeah. If it was even 30 seconds, I don't even know mm-hmm. what it was. She was, she got smoked, you know? <laughs> and so the, the kids are all there. And I thought... Isn't that amazing how an activity like sports, and here this was just a running race. We didn't even have balls out. We had nothing. And that you could bring this into a country and then at the end sit down to eat and break bread. And even the interpreter's like, okay, we just had this amazing experience with you. So sure, tell us who Jesus is. (laughs) Which one is it? You, him? But I I could see, I can Mm. see just by my own experiences going into these Mm -hmm. places where we'll bring soccer balls or we'll Mm -hmm. we'll do something to create activity Mm -hmm. and they come out of the woodwork. I mean, they come out of places you didn't even know they were. And then the parents come because they want to watch their kids play just like we love to watch our Mm -hmm. kids play. We fill the Mm -hmm. basketball stadiums. We go to the football stands. We're out of lacrosse fields. We're by the pool for water polo. And it's, or or standing at the side of a golf that you can't even watch golf. I'm like, please don't play golf. I can't even watch you do golf really well. So it's, it's amazing to me how God burned this on you. And it's, it's called, it's called impact sports, right? Yes. 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 And so you started going to all these countries all around the world with your little girl and your wife's pregnant and she's like, Mm. let's do it. And then COVID hits. But you had been doing that for how many years before, like 20 years, 18, uh, 15 years before COVID hit. Yep. Yep. Wow. We we were, uh, we started Impact Sports in 06. Wow. That's amazing. I've seen, I've seen the, uh, the picture you're describing, Shaleen, all over the world, and whether, like you said, it could be a foot race, it could be a, a ball, it could be a piece of plastic, you know, yeah. Frisbee. Yeah, that's um, right. And it, it just draws people. <laughs> and you know, But you think about it. Think about, I haven't been to a church that has 80,000 people in the, in the sanctuary, right. but I've been to plenty of football games where there's 80,000 people. Right. Standing you know, and, and screaming at the top of their act, lungs. Acting, right. acting a fool. Right. Yep. But there's... There's fractions of that in the pews on Sunday morning acting the exact opposite. Right. And sports is a uniter, but mm-hmm. it also it, it, it ignites passion in people. Mm-hmm. And we have had countless numbers of people go with us 
even I have a dear friend that serves on our board of directors that went on one of our very first trips ever. And he came up to me after we got back from the trip and he said, he said, John, I, I need, I need to confess something to you. And I was like, well, that's not me. That's not who, that's not who we are. Right. You don't need to confess anything to me. He said, no, I, I need to get this off my chest. Okay. He said, if you had asked me to go to Asia on a regular mission trip, whatever in the world a regular mission trip is, I don't know. Right, but right, right. If you, if you had said, hey, let's go to Asia on a regular mission trip, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. But since you said, let's go to Asia and play softball, mm-hmm. my response was, well, when are we leaving? He was a softball junkie. Right. And he said, but since I've gone, so God has radically changed my life. That's right. And so we, we sort of kind of have a, a tagline and my wife is much smarter than I, and she came up with this years ago, but we want to take athletes and coaches because we, we, we do, uh, we do competition, you know, we'll take teams and they will play uh, against mm. other, other teams. Well, a lot of what we do is instructional and it's, it's international sports development. And we use, we, we provide a service again, whether it's through instruction or competition for the powers that be. And and the irony of all of that, and I, I think God has a has a good sense of humor and a sense of irony. A lot of the places we go, the people that keep all the other missionaries out are the ones that invite us in, mm. because they want us to develop the sports program. Right. We we've been in communist countries, we've been in military dictatorships, and where you know obviously the powers that be are not that wholesome and not that honest, right? But they want to do as much as they can for their sports programs. And so we get invitation from them that otherwise they would, they would refuse other people trying to get in. And that's the thing. It's, it, it, it's illegal in a lot of places around the world to, to share the, share the gospel. Right. But no, nowhere is it illegal to walk out on a, on a basketball court and start dribbling a ball. Right. Or a soccer field that, or like, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. No one and was opposing our race that my daughter and, and this young, yeah. <laughs> this young boy who's going to be in the Olympics. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. You can't compete. That We don't allow competition right. here. Nobody no, said they that. embrace that, no. you know? No, they're and like so sitting on the sidelines screaming like they're at a <laughs> Laker game, you know? Absolutely. It, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable yeah, it how that mm-hmm. can bridge a gap mm-hmm. that way. It's, right. it's so powerful. It's like, why weren't we doing this a long time? go. I mean, it is. And it also, when you give people your time and you share in that interaction, you know, that sports, only sports can do, I feel. It's just so fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. I fly all over the country to not miss, you know, oh, you're playing Duke? I'm going to be there. You're going to play this game, Brooke? I'll be there. Like, we just love it. And you see that God gave us that desire. You know, he gave us this desire to compete and to be athletic and to, and so to come together, it doesn't matter where you're from. You don't even need to know the That's language. Right. That's right. Right. I don't need an interpreter yeah. to play tennis with you. I don't need an Absolutely. interpreter to play soccer. I don't need an interpreter to play lacrosse. My daughter didn't need to speak those kids' languages to run that race with that little boy. Mm-hmm. We all knew that that kid was the bomb. <laughs> Right. He was the bolt of Rwanda. And uh, it was like, it was just, it was unbelievable. So for you, I know I need to put you in touch with my daughter. I'm sure there's people listening right now that are athletes that want to get involved. And I also want to have you on her podcast, Built Different, because it's all about sports and stuff. And I think it would be be really awesome with her and Zach. I'll, I'll connect you to, but how can we, like in your book, I think it's really cool how each chapter like really gives you a biblical lesson because Mm -hmm. this all ties back to where 
the truth comes from, which is God's word, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. so everything needs to be able to come in and through that. The book, I just thought it was really neat because it related to experiences that you've had being in the field for 16 years, yeah. you know, and mobilizing people and believers and allowing people through a sport to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know what all you listeners are doing right now, wherever you are, but it's interesting how even Fortune 500 companies here in LA and big business, you'll go on, even on the set of Warner Brothers. Remember mm-hmm. when the kids mm-hmm. were doing their shows, Barbara, they would have a softball league right. or they would all mm-hmm. go meet and do racquetball or they would go, and we would see, I mean, we'd go, Barbara and I play racquetball with some of the biggest writers in Hollywood and you'd go wow. in there and I mean, you're diving, Barbara would dive. <laughs> She'd go around to that racquetball court bloody, you know, and you know, they're right for Steinfeld and all these other places. But it's so interesting how a sport can instantly, contagiously connect us, which is what God wants us to be anyway, is contagiously connected. And so if a sport can allow that to happen... Anyone listening needs to go with John, like right. or, or not That's with right. John. Just go with a group to go to one of these countries and go play over there. Mm. And by the way, you love these people. You could splash a little Jesus on them. I mean, mm. I know Brooke would want to do this yeah, in I'm a sure. heartbeat. She will. Yeah. She would like yeah. start. Yeah. You know, she's MVP. She broke all the <laughs> records at Liberty. Like she, she would be all in on this thing. What were some of your favorite chapters in the book for you in writing? Well, for me, I'm a storyteller by nature. Uh, In fact, we have a podcast uh, and that's something that has been Oh, tell us what that is. What is it called? called, It's called I Say All That to Say This. Uh, which people make have made fun of me for years when I speak or I'm telling a story. I say all this. I say all that to say this. Okay, I say all that. So all the extra this. details that I've given you that I probably shouldn't have and I could have got to the point, I said all that to say this. Okay, I love it. My, That's the podcast, the everybody. In fact, people, people, when I told them I was starting to write a book, they assumed that was going to be the, the title, title of the book the title. because we had yet to start the podcast. And, but you're uh, married so we, and your wife's like, no, you're not going to do that, honey. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was a learning process for me. Uh, my wife is a published author, and so and she was an English major and English teacher. So any stories that ever needed to be written down, she was the one to do that. Mm. But for me, if it was not oral, it, it didn't get told, you know. And so this past year has been a real uh, stretch mm. for me, mm-hmm. and it's been a growing process, and it's been a learning process. And you, you mentioned the title, Utterly Amazed, which comes from Habakkuk 1.5, which has right. kind of been our rallying cry for years. You know, in the first part of Habakkuk chapter 1, he's complaining to God about evil succeeding and, and evil people ex- succeeding in the world. How long are you going to put up with this and everything else? And God says in verse 5, he said, look at the nations and watch. And be utterly amazed, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. Right. And in the context, he's talking about the things he's going to do and allow the Israelites to defeat their enemies and that kind of thing. But it holds true today for us as well, that God wants to do something, because we know it's his will that everybody come to a saving knowledge of Christ. That's right. And so he he's standing ready. He's waiting on us because he wants to do something in and through us that you know, so far fetched, we wouldn't have believed, believed him if he had told us beforehand. And I've seen that happen in the lives of the people that have gone with us, that have taken the steps outside of their boat. And we're very careful to say outside of their boat because your boats may be different than my boat. Mm-hmm. And what I even found 
uh, as I was or writing let's just, this. Let's just confirm that actually. Your boat is going to be different than John's boat. Absolutely. Your boat's right. going to be different than Barbara's, right. than my boat. You know, flying to Africa and starting mm-hmm. to skip one. Everybody, God is a creator. He's not a duplicator. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is going to look different. And, and amen for that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I love I love that. And that's what I think I like about your book is I feel sometimes people think of the Bible, Habakkuk, they can't even pronounce it, right? right. And they think, well, David, those are like 2,000 years ago. What does that have to do with me in 2022? And this book that John wrote, buddy, is all about true stories of people willing to step out. I mean, because let's be honest, okay, when we hear the story when he got to walk on water, wouldn't you love to have been bold enough in that moment? I mean, they're freaking out. They think it's a ghost, right? And he's like, come. And he steps out of the boat and gets to do something that nobody in the history of the world has ever done. He mm-hmm. got to walk on water. And I don't know if you're like me or like John or like Barbara, but I want to do something in the short amount of vapor of my life mm-hmm. that no one in the history of the world has ever done. That will never happen in a boat, my beautiful friends listening. Mm-hmm. That will never happen inside of a boat. A boat is about safety and comfort, and God loves to be the hero of the story. He knows you're just fine. You can sit in that boat in your recliner, being a sideline sitter and, and, and a critic, and they never create anything That's either. Right. But John <laughs> John is talking about getting out of a boat and having a walk on water moment in your life. And I think people are listening right now going, yes, I'm dying to do that. And this might be the vehicle. You might be you know, the head of your softball league, the men's basketball mm-hmm, thing you mm-hmm. do at work because there's these big companies and they have huge like little world series inside of their own companies. Yeah. These people, they have brackets. I, I went to go speak at one of these companies at Amgen. I'm like, what is that? Oh, that's our bracket board for our, for our softball <laughs> league. And I'm like, dang, <laughs> dang, the Super Bowl has nothing on you guys here. I mean, it's a big deal. It's wow. a big deal. And how cool would it be you listening right now that are in the corporate world that are playing a sport even right here in America who have you shared Jesus with Mm. or you just get a beer after you know what I mean who have you shared the gospel with because this can be taken here this can be taken across to the ends of the earth this can be taken to space there there is nothing that's going to separate you from the love of God and I feel like your book is so challenging in that if you have margin to go do that mm-hmm. with your church group, your 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 whatever, excuses. whatever, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever, excuses that's right. You then you can get involved in this for sure. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's so exciting. And the truth is, there are people listening that that are not athletes. They they don't have a sports background. And we're in the midst of a of, of a series on our podcast. And I ran across this earlier back at the first of the year and David is talking in Psalm 33 where he talks about playing the harp and the lyre. Like, okay, that's not me. I've seen a harp, never touched one. I don't even know what a lyre is. So let's right. move on. But, but then in the next verse, he says, no, play the harp and the lyre, play your instrument skillfully. And so mm. the picture there is, even if it's not harp and lyre, you have an instrument to play. That's right. And then Let's play it skillfully, which means you work at and you develop and you hone your craft for the purpose of pointing people to Jesus. And and we've seen that in the lives of the people that go with us and the lives of the people that we end up uh, seeing surrender their lives to Jesus, uh, just story after story. And that was one of the things that was that was the reason I wrote the book. I didn't want people to finish the book and say, 
oh, cool story, bro. You know, and that be it. I didn't want it to be. It's it's not a minute. It's not a commercial for our ministry. We intentionally left Impact Sports out of the book, actually, for for that purpose and for some security issues and that kind of thing. And but we want to see people grow up in their in their journey with Jesus, right? And and we've seen that happen with the people that go. And there was a a, a dear friend of mine that has been with us numerous times, and we were doing a a, a video for it on an trips. Event we He's been with you on trips. Yes. Okay. Yes. And we were doing a video for an event that we were doing. And this was totally unscripted. It just came out of his heart. And he said, what God has done in my life, in my time with Impact Sports, has made me a better husband, a better father, better teacher, and a better coach. And now he's even a principal. And every day he goes to school. And those 1,200 kids at his school are his congregation. That is his ministry that's every right. day. He that's gets right. And, and that's, that's what we want people to see. You have an instrument. It may or may not be sports. And and as as I was writing this, I realized that I had created some other boats. And I'm I'm championing mm. jumping out of the boat, but I had created some other boats and some other areas of comfort that limited my growth. And so I think you you were right when you said we all have a boat. But I think as our life progresses and we go from season to season. We have different boats in our life That's right. that, that challenge or stymie our growth and our chasing after Jesus. And so the book is, is stories about the people that have gone, some miraculous stories of life change we've seen in some really hard places, but it's designed to be a challenge. I told you at the very beginning, the guy came to our church and said, hey, why don't you go to East Asia with us mm-hmm. and play basketball and tell people about Jesus? My background in sports and ministry was above average, and I never put the two together. And obviously, after having gone, it changed my life. And right. so we want to be that for other people. We want this book to be that for other people. We want to point people to Jesus. We want to bring people along in their journey with Jesus at the same time. Well, we are awesome. so thankful to have you on the show today. And tell our listeners where they can get your book. You can get it on Amazon. Okay. Utterly Amazed, Stories from Outside the Boat. Yes. Or you can, we have a website called utterlyamazed.com. Perfect. And you can, you can get one there as well. And how can people get involved with Impact Sports if they want to go on a trip? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily uh, with you, but with your organization. Sure. Our website is impactsportsonline.org. Okay. And um, they can they can access uh, information there, reach out to us through the website. And as we are going, we actually have two uh, really incredible projects this summer. One is a return project from last summer. And then one, we're actually bringing a team from the Middle East here to the States wow. to train for 10 days. And so oh, we're, and that's, that's the first time so we've done cool. that. Oh, that's And awesome. we're really excited about that as well. Yeah, that's oh, that's awesome. going to be amazing. And also you can find him on his podcast. I say all that to say this. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we also got a copy here in the studio. John was kind enough to send us a copy of his book that one of you listeners is going to get an opportunity to win. We'll share that when this podcast comes out through social media. But John, thank you so much for taking yes, time with us. You, and thank you for your example of getting out of the boat and walking on water and sharing the truth of the gospel. Because let me tell you, (laughs) there is one way to the Father, and that's through His Son, Mm -hmm. Jesus. And if we are missing that, we lose. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage everyone listening today, if this is the first time you've heard the name Jesus, Barbara and I, John, we are not him. (laughs) Mm, Um, And so I want to just make resources available. Please reach out to Barbara and I if there's anything that you need, because God so loved the world 
that he gave his only son, Jesus, so that anyone who's listening right now should not have to perish, but have everlasting life through him. We love you, our Splash family. Please drop us a note. Share this podcast with anyone who loves sports or anyone who's in music or anyone who's making an impact in wherever God has them because I think they'll be inspired and moved. But don't forget to get a copy of Utterly Amazed and one of you is gonna win one. We love you, Splash family. And until next time, have a beautiful week. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. 